0: Twice. Twice in a row? Probably. A couple times. What's happening? Uh, We're doing a sweet radio show. Hey, hey, are we on the air, Ton? Why do you do that? You, like, sneak up on me and try to get me to say stupid things when I don't know that the mics are on. You're like, hey, hey, why don't you say something real incriminating and stupid? Uh, I swear, it ain't going over the air. But it is. And you're always trying to get me. You're always trying to be like,
1: aha, I ain't falling for it. Uh Aha. You're absolutely correct. And the reason is because the last 15 of these 16 going on 17 years, you did that exact same thing to me. So you're welcome. Thank you so much. Well, the
0: joke's on you, Ton,
1: because we are doing this
0: show now outside of the studios thanks to the pandemic. I do a lot of editing, doing a lot of uh, post-production, and I don't think you even knew this, but since you're being such a smart aleck... I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I've edited (laughs) your voice out of the last nine months worth of programs. What?
2: I'm not
1: even on the show anymore? You've been up
0: here talking to nobody, Jack.
1: What's going to happen when we go 10 years back, 10 years in the future from now? It doesn't matter because no one's even hearing you say what you're saying right
0: now because I probably already cut you out. Wait a minute. What so you think you about still, that, smart
1: guy? You still sound like an idiot talking to some ton character that doesn't exist then. I replaced you with me, but I'm doing an impression of you. <laughs> Dude, I need to go listen to all of these shows right now. That sounds golden. That sounds so amazing.
0: I say what I usually say, like super intelligent, smart sounding, handsome sounding things. Yeah. And then where your part usually would be, where you talk. I cut that out, and then I do my impression of you, where I go, hey,
1: welcome to the show.
0: What do you mean? <laughs> uh, you know, and things like
1: that. <laughs> oh, dude, I suppose I have it coming, because for years, that's what I did to you all the time. I remember for years, it was, you would... <laughs> I would do an impersonation of you, and you would be like, Ton, why do I always sound like that? <laughs> yeah.
2: And
1: I was like, because it's how you sound. What the? <laughs> What's the problem? Wow. All right. It's fine. It's fair. Fair game. Ton, if you're going to
0: promise to be nice, maybe I'll put you back into the show. Well, I mean,
1: promise is a strong word.
0: Ton, you're going to want to promise, and I'll tell you why, because we've got a big
1: show tonight. Tonight? Like on the five count right uh, here tonight? Yeah. Is that the name of the show? Yes, Did you say is.
0: that? Were you just too busy making a mockery of this whole thing and you didn't even tell people what we're listening to?
1: I think that was you doing that, but this is the five count, and Dusty Wilmus is here to tell you what's on the show. All right, just so everyone out there knows, that actually
0: was Ton and how Ton really sounds. That wasn't me trying to do a bad impression of him. That was his real voice. My <laughs> real voice. A ton, uh, I don't know if you were aware, but tonight we have a special guest on the program. I'm talking about Andy LaRock. Oh, dude! Guitarist for King Diamond.
1: Yes, dude. This is gonna be amazing. And Death. And he was he played for Death. He played in Death. He was on one Death album. Yes. Which we'll ask him about. I'm so excited but he's most known for his work with King Diamond. Which is also super awesome, because I at least got to see King Diamond live in person, and it was one of the most rocking shows I have ever been to. Well, then this show will maybe pale in
0: comparison, but still be probably better than most other shows. So awesome. I'm super excited. We're going to play a lot of King Diamond. We're going to talk to Andy Laroque. Ton is going to wear a sweater that looks like maybe he borrowed it from Mr.
1: McFeely. I'm fine with that. Speedy delivery. It's kind of chilly in here. I'm kind of cold in here. Ton, didn't you turn the heat up? I did, a couple degrees.
0: Okay, you were belly aching earlier.
1: I didn't want to go crazy. I know you manage the place, but I don't think you pay the bills, and I don't want to get you canned. Ah, that's where you're wrong,
0: Ton i have the skills to pay the bills you have the skills to pay the cost to be the boss oh man and all those other things that james brown talks about that's me in a nutshell i like it ton you just have like a certain extra pep in your uh, audio step do i really i think it might be because you just got finished teaching a master class on podcasting at minnesota state university mankato that's true that's incredible that's
1: why you are wearing that sweater. That's yeah. your professor's sweater. It is my professor's sweater. The only thing it's missing is the elbow patches. I don't have those. You look good. Too bad no one can see you. Give me some suede patches on the elbows, and it'll be just really
0: tip-top. Listen, for all of you out there who don't know what I'm talking about, which is everyone, Ton actually
1: is now an adjunct professor at MSU, and he <laughs> just taught a course on podcasting. Not exactly, but we did join a class and talk to them about podcasting and it was pretty interesting it was a fun thing to do until dusty brought up the fact that probably all of the students that we were talking to were in diapers when we first started this show which is a little bit weird do you think part of their homework is
0: to listen to this episode i hope so there was an Alyssa, a sam an ashby who you kept calling ashley
1: well no I thought her because name Because you're was... old and can't hear. No, they don't they don't know that. I thought her name was Raymond for a second and then she told me quick and then I thought it was Ashley, but if it was Ashby, I'm really sorry. I'm actually uh going in in a couple days for a hearing aid consultation, no joke. I do have hearing loss problems, so I apologize. Plus he's a big star
0: and he can't be bothered to learn all your names. Oh
1: yeah, that was the real answer. I'm a humongous star, <laughs> I can't be bothered. So, actually, I really appreciated um, some of the interaction happening there. That was that was kind of fun asking questions, and it made me feel at least that they were actually interested in something we had to say. So that's good. Ton, you
0: were voted funniest local radio host. Obviously, if somebody needs some advice on how to do a top-notch quality Arbitron spike and show, you'd be the guy to talk to. Yeah,
1: I think that was in 2007 that, that happened. <laughs> but that's all right. I appreciated it. I had a good time. If any of them want to talk to me about anything else, just go ahead and, you know, hit me up.
0: If you feel left out, I did record the audio. Maybe we could put it on Patreon so you could sit in on the class. Yeah, do it. As we were mentioning, we did the math after we uh, adjourned class and realized that most of the kids in that class were in diapers when we started this program. Talk about a badly beaten horse which obviously is now dead and has been for some time (laughs) very dead horse yeah that we've been beating they were saying hey ton who are some of your favorite guests and he's like oh well i really like this person oh and this person was great yeah we don't know who that is well have you heard of this no old man we don't know what you're saying yeah it's essentially what happened
1: well the really funny part is they don't have any clue who the guy is that's going to be on our program tonight either but i can assure you that he completely and totally rocks whoever you think is like awesome on guitar wait until you hear this program it's going to melt your face off like 16 times over andy Laroc. yes this is a big get it really is i'm excited This guy is most definitely like one of my favorite metal genre style guitarists because he's like does really interesting, strange things that you don't always hear. Um, He's very technical like he could probably he's probably could be like a classical guitarist, but then he completely has this other side where he's not afraid to like bend notes and like do very expressive progressions amidst the super technical classical stuff which is which is really cool hard to find you don't you don't hear many guitarists that that join those two things together
0: he's like the charo of danish metal guitarists it's not the way that i
1: would put it but okay (laughs) okay
0: Okay, well, to each their Owen Ton. Yes. Hey, we've got five-count mailbag questions, and we've got a real knack for being good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Let's do it. Should we hear some songs, maybe, to get you in the mood? Yeah, I'm super ready to rock. Okay, Ton. Well, uh, King Diamond, all the way. So, if you're listening to this and think to yourself, you know, I'm kind of a wuss, and I don't think I can handle this, I'll probably, like... Have to go in the corner and curl up into a ball and continue to suck and lead a sucky life. Yeah. Well, now's your cue to hit the bricks and blow dodge because it's time to rock with King Diamond and Andy LaRock, who's going to be on the show tonight.
1: Yeah, if you're a major wuss, just turn it off and don't don't try again. But if you're thinking at all that you might possibly not be a major wuss, (laughs) just stay tuned, man, because it's going to rock. If you feel like maybe you're only partially a wuss like me,
0: then try to stick it out and pretend that we're holding hands, and we'll get through this together. Yeah,
1: get yourself one of those adult-sized diapers. It'll be fine. I am way ahead of you, Ton.
2: Take it, Downing, formerly of the priest, and you're listening to the five pounds. So crank it up as high as you can.
1: This is Lisey Goranson from The Connors. You're listening to The Five Counts. super metal ton
0: this is probably the heaviest show we've done this year and maybe ever
1: (laughs) maybe ever i don't know there's some been some pretty super heavy shows but it's pretty heavy dude this is some serious business i mean king diamond is no joke there's some weird stuff around that guy and there was a lot of controversy around that guy uh to the point where I can remember a few times where I almost, for a second, thought, should I tell these people that I like King Diamond? Because what are they going to think about me if I tell them that? Who are the people? And then I was like, Psh, who cares? Of course I'm going to tell them I like King Diamond. Well, there's just certain people. Like your pastor or what? Yeah, I mean, that's a questionable one, yeah. If you tell your pastor that you really enjoy a a dude who has an upside down cross on his head in every show and talks about like kicking babies downstairs and weird stuff. It's dude. Yeah. It's a little bit questionable, but it's like, I don't take all of the content to heart. I'm not like I do taking the lyrical content (laughs) to heart and trying to live my life the way they describe, but the music is completely awesome to me. And I don't care. I love the the whole falsetto thing. I'm completely fine with it. And, in fact, I rather enjoy when it makes other people cringe and freak out over it. <laughs> That's, uh, for some reason, I get some kind of enjoyment on that. I'll s- hit some King Diamond on at work, and everybody is like, what the? Like, it'll clear the room. And they'll just be like, what, what are you even, what are you on about here? What? What is this? This is ridiculous. This Is, stu- is this a real thing? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it's a real thing. Come on. And don't be a wuss, or don't let the wuss door hit you on the way out. That's what I tell them. Every time you describe your working friends, I
0: feel like, man, Ton's way too metal for these people.
1: Well, you know, it's true. I am far too metal for all of them, except Heather and Tanya Wankum. Those are the only two that can hang with me at all. Her name is Tanya Wankum.
0: Yes. That's wonderful.
1: Tanya Wankum. <laughs> Oh, that's great. She's a real piece of work, let me tell you. Uh, you. Go ahead and tell me. Um, First of all, if you thought that you knew someone that wore plenty of leopard print stuff, you don't know nobody unless you've met Tanya Wankum. And her glasses in particular are real becoming. I mean, it's like when she puts the glasses on and then gives you the look with the leopard print, it's almost like you're. It's like catatonic is what you go into. You're not even sure what to do with yourself anymore. It's serious. All right, I'm out. I just hope Tanya's listening.
0: We'll I hope
1: anyone's listening, to be honest with you. Heather is just a fantastic human being, so that's, I mean, there's no really, you can't dispute that, really. I mean, if you've met Heather at all, if anybody's met Heather, please just call us up and just please try to say a negative thing about Heather. It's not going to work. You know who I like? Who? John and New Ulm. You like that guy? Well, we've
0: been talking. He and I. Planning. Plotting. Like,
1: wh- like a trip? or?
0: Well, you never know, Ton. Uh, Here's the thing. We've been talking a lot about movies and like hanging out and watching movies. and. Yeah. John and New Ulm owns a movie theater. No way. And he's like, hey, you can bring your friends and hang out in these big giant chairs and you can watch a movie and hang out and... It'll be awesome and no one will bother you because I know you're big celebrities and I'll make sure that I'm at the door so nobody comes
1: in and tries to steal Tons of McFeely sweater that's draped over his chair. Yeah. We have serious problems with that. It's like we can't just go to the movies and be left alone even. So, so what's what's happening? Listen to this. Yeah. Um,
0: We've got the insider's deal here to rent out the theater in New Ulm, but we need some people probably to go with us because i can't afford it on my my own yeah so how many we probably need like uh 10 listeners out there to come drive to new ulm and we'll meet up and we'll watch a movie and then that's it can't make any promises as to whether or not ton will invite you in afterwards but we'll see how it goes well you better tell them what the cost would be uh it's a hundred bucks so, however many people you bring, you gotta split that up. You bring a hundred people, that's a dollar.
1: But does the theater hold a hundred people?
0: Well, probably not. I don't know. I don't know a hundred people in general, so that's probably not likely. But if you bring twenty people, I mean, that's like five bucks. Yeah, it's
1: pretty good. That is pretty good. So, wow. But how are we gonna find twenty people that all wanna watch? Rocky Part 4 in the theater.
0: Is that the movie we're going to choose? Well,
1: I don't know. I'm just throwing one out there. I mean, that seems like an obvious potential choice. So John in New Ulm says
0: we could rent it out for two to three hours, whatever time you need for one movie. But I'm thinking like, what if we just do like a double feature and take the whole three hours? Get, you know, maybe... Maybe if John and New Alm doesn't look that closely, he won't realize that you actually spliced Rocky 3 and Rocky 4 together. And he'll think it's just one big, giant, three-hour-long movie. Yes. John, don't listen to that part. Uh, If you already heard it, forget (laughs) it, okay?
1: That's not what we're trying to do. Did you also hash out the details around popcorn and concessions? What happened there? Uh, I think you might have to pay for that
0: stuff. All right. Or you could probably sneak in some milk duds in your pocket.
1: Again, don't listen to that part. Well, it seems like we should get popcorn from him at least. We should at least get some, like, buttery, salty popcorn. Are we really doing this at some point?
0: Well, the problem is, Ton, if it's just you and me, that costs 50 bucks.
1: So then we can't even afford popcorn.
0: You could buy the whole Rocky box set on Blu-ray for yeah. that much.
1: Yeah. Hmm. This is a tough one. Well, let's throw it out
0: there officially, and if we get enough interest... Maybe we could plan a field trip to New Ulm. Something to think about. Heather, if you're listening. Billy Floyd shouts, I know
1: you're in. Jerry Severson, if you're listening. Those are all the friends we have, I think. But we're well on our way. But I guess we'd probably have to have a poll as to which
0: movie we watch, you know? Rough. Guessing everyone will trust your judgment. Because they're already copying everything you do. So why would this be any different? This could be a really good time. We could watch WrestleMania 4. That comes in two tapes. Get wow. more bang for your buck. Wait, does he will he play VHS? Well, you'll have to bring your VCR, I guess. Okay. What maybe you could bring your uh Sega Genesis and we could play Mutant League Football on the big screen. Now you're talking. Am I? I feel like I'm talking. I don't know, man. Is this this thing is on? getting really crazy talk here. Well, Send us an email if you think you're interested. Or you could call the five count hotline. That's a thing people used to do but don't do lately. 507-519-2030. That's how John and you all got in touch with us. Day or
1: night, call and leave Ton your most deepest thoughts and desires. Please do that. Please do that immediately. 507-519-2030. And don't bother getting your parents permission before calling. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Amazing. Thanks, ton What else is going on? All seem kinds like of stuff. You seem like you're pretty stoked about, you know, like, finding out that the show is going to turn 17 this year. Locked out of the
1: studios still. Yeah. Which, I don't know if I'm all that bummed about it anymore. I mean, I kind of am, but kind of not. Have you been hanging out at City Music looking for a new mixing board yet? No. I don't really hang out anywhere anymore. I just go to work and go home and then come here and, you know, and then I go home and then I go to work and then I go back home again. It's kind of my entire life.
0: That's a bummer, Ton. You know what could be worse? If your life was like that, except when you come here, this was still actually your job and you just came back to your job.
1: Yeah, I know that that's what you do. and uh, <laughs> I've,
0: I've essentially been here since eight o'clock this morning.
1: Yeah, that is worse. Did you want to just? I
0: always did, have it worse. You want to go home right now? Or? I know. I just wanted uh, that to once again be on the record. That no matter how bad and how awful you think your life is, and how rough things are for you, just know that things for me
1: are probably worse. Yeah. Are people supposed to feel better about themselves? I would. Of that? Okay. Or at least feel bad, like pity for me. Well, don't feel bad for Dusty, but I think that's a better way to go, Dust. If you think you've got it bad, just remember that Dusty's out here having it way worse. So just let yourself just be like, you know what? I know this is really bad. What It's like I'm dealing with cancer or whatever it is. But Dustin Wilmos is still alive and that makes me feel better because he's obviously got it worse.
0: Yeah, you know, your life
1: probably sucks, but not as much as mine. And Dusty's doing that for you, listeners. He's making sure. He's got an active role in making his life crap for the rest of eternity to make sure you can feel good about yourselves.
0: Yeah, I've had plenty of opportunities to, you know, <laughs> better my situation and just be like, you know what, let's uh, turn things around and let's really get things moving on the right track. And I was like, wait a second. I must keep it real for the listeners. That's right. I got to make sure that my life continues to stay number two-y across the board. Yeah. So that everyone out there can still have that hope that, you know what, if this suck bag here can get up in the morning and <laughs> carry on with his suck plans and his suck life, why can't I do
1: the same thing too? Exactly. At least I'm not him. Exactly. He's doing it for you, listeners. It's all been for you, always. I am going to be
0: an adjunct professor at MSU, though, pretty soon. So
1: It sounds good. Does that Does that make much money or...? Got to pay better than this job. You know how much we make here? Nothing. Negative fifty bucks a month.
0: Exactly. Another one of
1: those (laughs) reasons why. Negative two hundred bucks a year. Glad you're not me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's a serious
0: bummer. Well, there are bright spots, Ton, and uh, this is one of them. Andy Larock is on the program tonight. Yes, from King Diamond. I'm excited. He's been with King Diamond, he and King together from the beginning, and they're still the same two constant guys in the band right up until right now. They've got a new album coming out. It's called The The Institute, and we've got him on the show. Andy LaRock. Are we ready to talk to him right now? Well, uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I already talked to him, and we're just going to hit play. Oh. If that's what you mean. Yeah, let's do it. All right, here it is. Andy LaRock. Tons of... Uh, gearing up here for something to blow off or blow up or he looks
1: a little ill already well what i, don't, I have no idea what you're saying <laughs> i don't either i'm ready to rock
0: we are on the phone with the one and only andy laroque longtime guitarist for king diamond hey andy how you doing today
3: hey man i'm fine thank you how are you doing
0: i am excellent thank you so much for joining me
3: Hey, no problem.
0: Well, first, I wanted to ask you about uh, Sonic Train Studios. I know you got a Mm -hmm. lot of bands uh, coming through there to record. Can you tell the listeners a bit about it?
3: Yeah, I've been running this studio for about 25 years, actually. And on this location, I've been for about uh, 15 years. And some people think, you know, I'm just a guitar player and a musician, but I've also, you know, been a producer for a very long time. And it's uh, located in Sweden on the West Coast. And uh, I produce and record uh, and also mix and, and master bands from pretty much all over the world. Um, so it's, it's pretty much open for anyone, you know, who plays uh, rock and roll or metal or in that uh, direction.
0: Well, in 25 years, uh, that's a long time. How's that yeah. been for you to, you know, give back to the genre and, and help a lot of these younger bands uh, get their albums out there?
3: That's what I think is really fun, you know, to to be able to help out, you know, bands that uh, maybe record their first album and uh, just help them to get a good sound and help them to to play the right things in the studio and all that, you know. Some bands that comes here, they 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 really never been in the studio before even and uh, i think it's a it's a very cool challenge you know to be able to help those bands and then of course i work with uh, more experienced uh, bands too Um, and just that mix between all that is uh, very challenging and very fun and uh, also very inspiring of course
0: It does seem like uh, the music scene uh, kind of, uh, you know, going back to more single based stuff. But uh, it seems like the metal guys are always kind of sticking to the uh, to the album format. They're pretty true to that.
3: Yeah, I guess you're right about that. You know, I know a lot of people who still collect CDs, of course, you know, but um, I mean, there is a lot of vinyl collectors out there and they really like that physical product, you know, Uh, which is cool, I think, you know,
0: very cool. And uh, I know Sonic Train Studios, um, you guys are on the web, of course. So, you know, if somebody out there is a big fan of uh, Andy LaRocca, uh, you guys could be in there uh, having you produce their album.
3: Yeah, of course. It's www.sonictrainstudios.com if you want to check it out. Also on Facebook, of course, you know. So check it out. I mean, we have a lot of clients you might recognize there too. And uh, you can listen to, to a few of the uh, track lists there, you know, if you're interested to check out what we're doing.
0: Awesome. Well, Andy, I wanted to ask you a bit about um, how you developed your playing style. I know when you when you look at some of the scales, the sequences you use, it's you know, it's kind of like math homework. Looking at some of that stuff.
3: <laughs> uh, that's cool. Well, I started to play guitar when I was about twelve years old. You know, that was probably the first time I picked up the guitar. And um, you know, I had my guys that I was listening to, of course, back then. You know, back in the seventies um and then i just tried to copy a few things from them you know and when that did not succeed i guess i i developed my own style kind of cheating in between uh, things you know and uh, all of a sudden you know <laughs> that was just uh, well a kind of a mix of things you know that became my style i believe
0: well and with that i know you've influenced a lot of other players that have come up after you and of course, you've been um, with King Diamond for a long time. I know there's a new album coming out, the the Institute. Can can you tell the listeners a bit about what we can expect from that?
3: Yeah, well, I don't know too much about the story yet because most of the stuff is in 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 King's mind and you know his ideas, of course, of course with the lyrics and stuff, you know. But uh, we've been planning. Uh, on that for a very long time and we're still, you know, composing and writing music to try to get the best out of it you know, now we have a little time and with this COVID stuff that came in between, you know, that kind of stopped everything even, you know, the the music writing for a while, you know, but uh, I mean, you heard one song, hopefully um, uh, about a year and a half ago that we released uh, and it's going to be in the same kind of direction, well, not not totally, but we're we're listening to going back to the first albums, actually, you know to get back to the roots kind of thing, you know, and that's what we try to do with this one you know um so it's gonna be a more sound wise it's gonna be more organic and uh not so rigid if you know what I mean it's gonna be more organic and uh well, not old school, but we're we're you know looking back a little bit to to that original style we had, you know. Excellent. And uh, of course, you know the musicians we have, you know, they're awesome, awesome guys and awesome players, you know. So it's going to be, I'm mean, I'm sure it's going to be really good, you know. And. Uh, <laughs> We have a few songs already, you know, that that we're working on, you know. Mainly me and King, of course, you know, since uh, we we write uh, the music. And uh, as soon as we agreed on uh, all the ingredients in the songs, you know, we're going to start sending that out to the other members, you know, so they can also listen and, and, you know, start adding their things to it, you know. And exactly when that's going to be, it's really hard to say, you know, but uh, we're working on it. Believe me, we're working on it.
0: Well, I know this is the first new King Diamond album we've had in a long time. How has that been for you uh, to be back in the studio, you know, making uh, a new King Diamond album?
3: Well, at this point, we're we're still writing music, as I said, so we haven't really started recording anything serious yet, uh, okay. except for that first song we, we released, uh, which was uh, Masquerade of Madness, you know. Uh, but of course, I mean it, the last album we released was back in uh, 2007, the, the studio album uh, we released last. So um, yeah, I mean things has changed a lot since then, you know. Uh, equipment-wise, and the way you do it nowadays, you know, you don't you don't really have to meet nowadays. You know, you just send files to each other, you know. And King's got his own setup back home, so he can record all the vocals back there. And same with the drummer, Matt, he's got his uh, drum studio where he records the drums. And, uh, well, that's pretty much the same for all the musicians in the band, you know. So then uh, collect everything, get it to me, and I will mix it here to start with and see if we're happy with that, you know. If not, you know, we might uh, ask someone else uh, to do it, you know, just to get the, the best product, you know, and the best mix out of it, you know.
0: Oh man, it's been uh, thirty-five years or so now that you've been uh, with King Diamond. I know there's been a lot of turnover in the band throughout the years, but you know you and King have always been the constant mainstays. It's incredible. It's been thirty-five years. So it doesn't seem that long, but I mean, how is your relationship after all these years? Is it still just like it was when you guys were first together?
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, you you getting you're getting older, of course, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I mean, we've been through everything, you know, on those, uh, well, it's going to be 36 years now to uh, the next summer, you know, and uh, we've been through everything with like record companies, personal stuff, you know, all the tours we did, all the albums, all the music and everything, you know, so after 35 years plus, you know, we're still enjoying writing music together, you know, and uh, doing things together, you know, so... I guess that's, uh, yeah, (laughs) I mean, what can I say, you know, that's, uh, yeah, we're still here, you know, and uh, still working, and we still enjoy working with each other, so it has been a successful thing, definitely. Definitely.
0: Well, I was lucky enough to see you a couple times here in the last, you know, few years. Uh, A King Diamond show is an awesome experience, uh, if anyone out there hasn't seen you guys, Uh, not just the music, but, you know, the whole stage show and all the stuff that goes into it. Will you guys be back on the road, you think, uh, with the new album when things
3: open back up again? Of course, definitely. I mean, that's that's what everyone's waiting for now, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> this COVID uh, era to, to just stop and so we can all get out there and play again. You know, we, we miss the audience and we miss touring and we miss all that. You know, I mean, you even miss like... As someone said a few weeks back here in the studio, I even miss like sitting backstage and hearing the support band doing uh, soundcheck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so even the bad catering some places we miss. You know, uh, so of course you know we're we're uh, looking forward very very much to getting back out on the road again. You know, as soon as possible. Awesome.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to uh, to the new album and seeing you guys again. I had to ask you real quick, my co-host he is a huge fan of your work with uh, with death how was that for right. you uh, working with chuck and you know making that uh, individual thought patterns album
3: i thought it was a great experience actually because at that time i did not have very much to do with king diamond we were kind of off and king was doing the reunion with merciful fate and we didn't even have a contract uh, or um, record company contract at that time with king diamond so i thought this this was a really good you know opportunity to do something different so um, i got a call from uh, monty connor at uh, our record company at that time who said hey you know shock from from death you know they want you to come over there and do some leads and solos for for the next album and i said okay cool I'm, i'm in you know i'll do it So I was over in in Florida for about two weeks and uh, met all the guys, you know, we had a great time and I did my stuff and got back home, you know, and it seems like people really appreciate that album, that's for sure. So that was a great experience, you know, people always ask me about, okay, how was it to work with Chuck, you know, and uh, he was the greatest guy, man. I mean, we had a great time together and, uh, well, it was a very, very good experience to me
0: excellent well andy i know you're uh, busy working on uh, the institute is there something else maybe uh, coming up as well or anything else we should look out for
3: um hmm. it's really hard to say at this point um nothing i can think of right now still you know just working on writing good music that's all i can say right now that's all you can do right now too you know so
0: yeah awesome man i have uh, been a big fan of yours for a long long time and it's been great speaking with you today thank you so much
3: that's cool. No problem. You're welcome, man. Take it easy.
0: And again, that was the one and only Andy Laroque from King Diamond and Sonic Train Studios. And again, that new King Diamond album, The Institute, will be coming up soon.
1: Hey, this
2: is Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, and you're listening to the five count. Is that like a real short knockout? All right, he's sleeping. Wake him up. Five already. He ain't getting up.
1: Cahill from Foobar and you're listening to The Five Count. Okay, give her, buddy.
2: Ow! Right on, right on. See you later.
0: Time for tea, Ton. Oh, yeah. Time for Ton tea. Man, what a guy. Andy LaRock. King Diamond. Ridiculous. Well, there's a new album coming out, The Institute. Ton, you should go to Andy's studio, Sonic Train Studios, and record your new album. That would be kind of awesome,
1: actually. I don't know what you would record, but... I have no idea either. I mean, I do a lot of uh, singing to a three-year-old girl, soon to be four. I sing to her every every night. Yeah, he could maybe play guitar on that. Yeah. That would sell, probably. It could. Maybe it could. I don't
0: know. Maybe it should. Ton, I'm just glad that uh, we're still able to rock at our old age. And when you were teaching that college course earlier, those teenagers didn't laugh at you. Yeah, man. At least not until they signed off a of Zoom.
1: Then they, of course, laughed all night long. Ridiculous. Well
0: speaking of ridiculous, I've got a five-count mailbag question from Billy Floyd Shoots. That definitely sounds like the most ridiculous thing I've heard all week. If you could have had a cameo on any sitcom from your childhood... Oh, man. ...for argument's sake, we'll say 1985 to 1995. Which show would you guest star on, and what would your backstory be? Signed, Billy Floyd shouting a lot. Man... That's
1: a tough question. Oh, boy.
0: Ton, I know you actually did make a cameo on 90210. Yeah. So, if any of you out there are wondering, well, obviously, it's going to be Beverly Hills 90210. Ton can't pick that one because it actually happened. It actually happened.
1: Did anyone else love that one? Did anyone else love that show? I mean, other people did love it, right? The episode where you punched that guy at the peach pit? Yeah.
0: That was my favorite.
1: Oh, man. I was into that show for a while. Oh, that was a that was a big time. Um, okay, this is a hard question, Dust. I mean, what do you even say? You've probably got one right in your back pocket. I don't. Really, you don't?
0: This is the first time reading this question, which you think I would have read it before we went on air, but here we are.
1: I mean, I don't, does it does does He-Man qualify as a sitcom? No, that's an animated show for kids. Well, that's what I really wanted like be on. And I think
0: that show was off the air by 1985 anyway. Was it
1: really? I thought I was just catching the tail end. Dang it.
0: Maybe you're thinking of Shira.
1: Maybe. Ah, oh, that would have been awesome. Um I thought
0: you were going to say elf.
1: No, I wouldn't say that. Ton has an acute fear of puppets. I would say I really don't actually. <laughs> I like puppets. I actually want to build a puppet. I want to build some puppets with my daughter. And Tons in sick of being your here. puppet. I'm sick of being your puppet. Okay. Um, Sledgehammer, Detective Sledgehammer, the Sledgehammer Show. If I could, if I could have been on that, that would have been hilarious. My backstory, I'm not really sure. Maybe I was uh, Sledge's cousin who came in from like. Uh, I don't know, like maybe I live in Oklahoma and I came to visit Sledge and then got roped into um, some sort of thing. Uh, I was like, let's say, um, let's say actually I was Sledge's cousin and I was actually a criminal but came there as like a good guy and his cousin was visiting and then somehow like... There was a there was like uh, I got kidnapped, but really it was like me kidnapping myself and trying to get Sledge to pay some ransom money to me, but Sledge figures it out that I wasn't actually um, kidnapped and was doing it myself to try to make money and then he shoots me in the leg or something. You know that would be hilarious. There could be a hilarious thing there. Would that be a two parter you think? I don't know, I would hope so just for just so I made enough money. No one even listening knows what Sledgehammer the TV series is right now. Nobody yeah, even knows what that is. We had Sledgehammer on the show. I know we did, and that's awesome. But and he used to live in Saint Peter. Really super awesome. So that that would I mean that's just off the top of my head a pick for me. I would I would do that for sure. Um, any any cameo in Knight Rider maybe. I would even take like a mechanics part. Like if there was just a random. Um, you know michael was was chasing somebody and something happened and and it was at a garage and he actually wanted and the guy needed to look at kit quick and i was like a random mechanic guy, even if it was like i was a stupid one where i was like oh geez where's where's the oil feel on this one and mike michael I had to be like ah, uh-huh. uh, he's a highly advanced uh automobile there's no oil feel catch you later doofus i would just i would have still done it Knight Rider cameo. I'd watch that, I guess. You'd laugh at it, and you'd see me like a greasy guy with a with you know this standard thing where there's like, for some reason they always show mechanics and they're just like fully greased up, like grease on their face, grease on their hands, grease on their clothes, wearing a, a goofy hat, and they got a, a rag and they're just wiping their hands the whole time and then stuffing a rag in their pocket. I would do it. I like it ton
0: i was thinking about it while you were talking about something and i wasn't paying attention Uh uh-huh uh i think i'm going to choose a part on season five of the a-team oh dude what a great idea and i would play the very important integral part of tia Carrere's boyfriend
1: oh dude that's really good that's really good that's a really good pick thank you i think you win on that i think that's a good pick Wow. And the chemistry would be so great that we would probably, like, start dating off, you know, camera, and then who knows? What could happen? Yeah, of course. Natural progression of things happens all the time. But I wouldn't be standing around talking to some car. I know that much. Well, Dust, come on now.
0: There you go, Floyd Shouts. Uh, I'm sure you'll put on Twitter the actual answer that. Ton should have said. Yeah. And sorry that he thought He-Man was a sitcom from the mid-80s.
1: Well, that was my first thing that popped into my head. I would love to be anything on He-Man. If I could have been any character at all, fleeting or otherwise. You mean like Ram Man? Yeah, I would be Ram Man on He-Man. That would be awesome. That's what I've heard. It would be so
0: awesome. Ton, it'd be awesome if you had like a time machine. It could go back in time like, I don't know, like not maybe not like way back to the 80s, but you know even like back to like 10 years ago 10 years ago what do you think i think that'd be awesome well that's great son because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five count history yes february 19th 2011 back when the kids who were in the class that you just taught earlier tonight were probably in third grade that's weird uh ton it was you and me after last week if you remember we weren't allowed to do a show 10 years ago because of some valentine's day boobery
1: yeah lame super we were, lame
0: we were back with an all new invention or however that song goes all right uh during the show ton we discussed how to prune trees with swords
1: Dude, sounds we like, were doing that at that time.
0: That sounds totally like something you were doing.
1: Yeah, that's a real thing that we did. That I did, for sure. Oh, man. That's hilarious. I wish you could be here to see how much Tun's face lit up
0: when he remembered how he used to go around with a sword, cutting anything that got in his way.
1: That's really hilarious. It's because like trimming trimming trees and bushes and like cutting up baskets for whatever reason with a katana blade is not a thing that i think about really ever like i don't think about i don't i don't fondly remember these times so then when it gets brought up on the show in this manner when you just say that if you if you were just randomly listening to it and I didn't say anything, you would just think, "Oh, that yeah, sure. Like that's a funny thing that they said that happened and didn't really." No, that totally happened. I went through a weird sword phase and bought a bunch of swords <laughs> and weird I was sword
0: phase. Yes, and
1: I was like running around outside and hacking at trees and cutting up bushes and having somebody throw wicker baskets at me and slicing them. It was ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's just so ridiculous to think about. Well, uh, that's what
0: was happening 10 years ago, Tom. <laughs> it says here we also drew up some blueprints for a lowrider with a hot tub in the back.
1: Oh, dude, that's real, too. I'm sure that was real. I w- oh, dude, still I fantasize about having a lowrider. Whether, whether, I, w- I don't really want the hot tub anymore, but yes. <laughs> and we
0: considered inviting Rick James to go on tour with us. But unfortunately, realized soon after that Rick James was no longer alive at that time. Rest in peace, Rick James. Rest in peace. But not the five count, because here we are, ten years later, still here. Ton, we played two live crew and the B-52s and uh, Moving Violations, the title track from the, uh, the film of the same name.
1: Nice. I like it. Sounds and like we, a great we played, show.
0: We played your favorite song. Machete, machete, machete. Yeah,
1: dude. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. It was that long ago when that came out, I bet. Huh? Machete, machete,
0: machete. We almost had machete on the show last yeah, year. Did. I didn't want to tell you because it fell
1: through. Yeah.
0: It was so close.
1: Man. That's
0: a bummer. Well, it's fine, ton, because that was 10 years ago in five count history.
1: Yeah you know that's really great and we're back and we're back what a wonderful time we had and what a wonderful time we're having now yeah well we
0: did have andy Larocque from king diamond on the show we still got more king diamond left to play it's a king diamond kind of night is it really well, I guess if you think you
1: can handle more King Diamond. I think it is. I think it is that type of night. What do you remember from the time that we saw King Diamond live in concert? What is When I talk about that, what are some things that pop into your brain around that, that concert?
0: I was really kind of blown away that he still... Sounds like King Diamond on stage.
1: Yes, hundred percent.
0: Like it isn't you know nineteen eighty six anymore, but he still had it. I don't know how old he is now, but um, he's still King Diamond.
1: Yeah, he sounded perfect. It sounded exactly like you put on a King Diamond album, but it was it was better because it was live. And they played uh, the
0: Abigail album. Yep, in its entirety. Yep, and they had like this big castle in the background where yes. he was like going up and down the stairs and threw some
1: girl off the balcony and was like kicking grandma in the wheelchair and yep there was a grandma in a wheelchair yeah it was intense dude it was awesome the theatrics were amazing just the stage attire was unbelievable and like all the crosses up there they were like they were like light up they like glowed or something they were like lit up crosses and, and then the, all the just the cathedral or like really gothic kind of decorative like buildings and all. It was like a theatrical experience, not just a music concert, which is really the way it needs to be with that sort of thing. Honestly, if we would have went and it was just like King Diamond just like standing up there and singing at us, it, I feel like it wouldn't have been quite right. It still probably would have rocked but it wouldn't have had the impact that it did with all the ever, everything else. It was just kind of like, holy crap, what are we even in for here? And then it was super awesome. It reminded me of being in Ton's bedroom. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, you're right. Very gothic. <laughs> yes, you're very right.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Should we play some more music here, Ton?
1: I mean, you can if you want. We're, I don't uh, want to
0: run into pop. You know how those guys can be. All right if you're uh, wondering what that means there's a show on after us it's called afro pop nobody listens to it ton's pointing at something that's in like six font or something I can't read it I think he's secretly telling me to half off what what is this now sign language yeah I think I'm just gonna play a song ton and I don't know if I really appreciate all the uh, finger gestures but we'll be back after this.
2: This is Fast Eddie Clark from Motorhead, and you're listening to The Five Count.
0: Michelangelo
2: Badio from Nitro and you're listening to The Five Count.
0: back ton we're back oh yeah no presents for you
1: not this Christmas (laughs) oh dude it's just really I don't know what it is I I can't even put a finger on what it is about King Diamond that makes me just really on board with whatever is happening there I don't know maybe it's the uniqueness you know what ton uh the first time I heard you do your impression of King Diamond Mm -hmm. I think that's when I fell in love wow Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Let me ask you this question. Do you think other... What do you think like Ozzy thinks about King Diamond? Like, Ozzy must know King Diamond, right? I imagine so. They must have been friends at some point or actually known each other, right? I mean, they had to have. You think they should team up? Sure. Let's get
0: Ozzy on the show and ask
1: him. We should ask him. Let's just ask him nothing but questions about King Diamond. So, Ozzy, uh, King Diamond, you know him, right? I mean, did you know him? Do you know him? See what he says. That'd be a
0: great interview.
1: So, uh, Ozzy, I mean, you knew Dio, right? I mean, did you know Dio? (laughs) Like, just keep asking him if he knows some people. See what he says. So, uh, you you knew King Diamond and Dio, and now you know ton. I mean,
0: that's like your Mount Rushmore, right? I mean, what else is there for you to do?
1: Yeah, see what he says. That'd
0: be pretty funny, actually. Well, I'll work on it. In the meantime, Andy LaRock is uh, out there producing albums at Sonic Train Studios new king diamond album the institute coming out sometime this year awesome and uh we've got a lot of stuff too probably coming up or happened already i don't know just go look for us
1: what's your problem we got tons of stuff go to youtube go to the five count.com there's some links there to bring you to our youtube channel to the patreon we have got a bunch of cool stuff that happens every week multiple times a week the Five Count Co-op is an amazing show where Dust and I play video games and be ridiculous like we are in this program, and uh, I think you might find it quite entertaining. Tun just played The Little Mermaid.
0: That was the most recent one. You should watch it. Tun's
1: favorite movie turns into Tun's favorite game. Yes, it's an amazing. amazing mashup. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't even like keep myself together for the entire episode.
0: It reminded him a lot of when he got the VHS tape for Christmas, but his mom took it away because it had all of the uh, dongs drawn on it, on the cover, and his mom was like, no
1: dice. That's why she took it away? I imagine so. Oh, man.
0: What a serious bummer. Hey, it's fine, Tom. Patreon, you mentioned. We've got At The Movies coming up next week, I think, probably. Got some other interviews coming up next week. Uh, you could go to loridawnceramics.com and buy the five-count medallion. Could
1: you imagine wearing that thing around your neck? I really can't imagine it. Well, I can because I have one, and it's amazing. But, wow. Just wow. You thought a gold chain would be cool? Just imagine a gold chain with the five-count medallion hanging from it. Ridiculous. Yeah, it might be, uh dangerous to even leave the house wearing something like that post malone will send some security guards to try
0: to beat you up just to steal that i don't know who that is but i'll take your word for it ton it's been great as always there's no other person i'd rather share a
1: night of metal madness with than you a night of passionate metal can I say that? I'd rather you didn't, but it's out there. I don't like that. We're just going to say it.
0: Well, now it's been said, so it's sit and stew in it, I guess.
1: This is an awesome show. This has been an awesome show, an awesome night, an awesome show. Thank you so much to uh, Heather and Jerry Severson and Twitter Lori, even though you don't talk to me anymore. And uh, thank you so much to all the patrons out there for all your interaction. Thank you not so much to Billy Floyd Shouts for shouting at me all the time.
0: Oh, come on. He loves you.
1: But, Dust, I appreciate you very much. Hey, get in touch
0: with us and let us know if you want to head to New Ulm with us to watch a movie. Do it. That could be awesome. We can all ride in Tun's car. He doesn't seem to like that idea. but No, you could. Again, we, it's out there We already. maybe
1: could. My car's not as big as you think it might be, but that would be fun. And also, please don't try to make us watch like Mean Girls or something. I love Mean Girls. I know you do, but I don't, and so come on. Well, you can wait in the car then, damn it. All right, I'll watch Mean Girls. Why do you got to be such a mean, meanie guy? (laughs) (laughs) I don't. So here we are. Please let us know. 507-519-2030. We'll catch you next time. Meet Ton in the flesh.